you're doing out there. Uh-huh. It's okay. It's okay. We're going to get we're going to get going here as we as we move through this morning. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us here and um, please let me add my happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers here today. We're so grateful and thankful for moms and um, if you are a mother and you are here today, we just want to say that you are an honored guest, and we are so thankful for you. Um, it is also my honor and privilege to have the opportunity to speak to you today. Uh, whenever Chris comes to me and tells me that it's my turn to speak, uh, I get so excited because it usually means that we're doing a ladies' thing. And um, I love Chris, he's awesome, but I have to say it's not very often that we just get to focus on some girl things around here. And so uh, when, he, when we do, he usually asks me to do it, and I'm like, yes, awesome. So, um, so ladies, this is our day, and guys, huh, well, whatever, take notes, okay? That'd be great. Um, so... Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I love. I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I love food. Uh, food is delicious, and I love eating it. Uh, pasta, especially. Ask my family. They're so sick of pasta, but I just can't get enough of it. It's like Giada De Laurentiis has taken over, and I just, I'm like pasta all the time, and I love a good cup of coffee. Oh my gosh, woo, what will that do for a soul, ladies? Woo, that's... I mean, I, I love a good run, I love dates with my husband, I love my children, I love a clean house. Now, I haven't seen one in years, but I love a clean house, you know what I'm saying? So, um, anyway, but, but the other thing that I love is I love women. Um, I love women that love the Lord, I love women that are learning about the Lord, I love those of you who are like, who's the Lord? Um, but I love women because uh, God has created you to be so amazing. And I never cease to stop learning and um, just growing and being taught by all of you that God has surrounded me with. And so um, it is my passion to speak to you all. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much for the opportunity to do so. As we have been talking the past few weeks, we've been in our series called Bad Ink. 
and where we've just been talking about some of the labels that we pick up throughout our lives and, um, and what those look like. Um, labels that aren't always positive, whether that's through an experience or whether that's through um, maybe the way we see life or the way life has treated us. And um, just being able to look at those things for what they really are and then see what does God say about those labels and about those titles and those things in our lives. And so we're gonna continue on in that idea today. So as we just watched that video, um, the question that came at the end said, when did you stop thinking you are beautiful? And ladies, that's the question we wanna concentrate on today. When did you stop thinking that you are beautiful? When did you start running from the camera? When did you start hiding your face when it came around? When did you start avoiding the mirror? When did you start thinking, ugh? When did life for you go from, I'm beautiful, I love to twirl around in my favorite dress. I love to dance whenever I get the chance. I won't do that again, I promise. Um, I love to sing at the top of my lungs just because I feel like it. When did life take you from that to this? When did looking in the mirror become something you dread rather than something that was okay? And that's what we want to talk about today. When did we start to pick up labels and think of ourselves in other ways than beautiful? So we're gonna take a look at three different areas today. We're gonna to talk about titles, we're gonna talk about labels, and we're gonna talk about identity. And so the first one of those that I wanna start with today is title, the title that we bear. Now let's take just a minute and talk about what are some titles that we as women wear. And this is an all skate warning for girls, for ladies, okay? So what are some titles that we wear? So just call some out to me. Titles. Mom, okay, good. Friend, okay, come on, come on girls, come on. This is our chance. That is the deepest woman's voice I've ever heard. That just scared me to death. Therapist. Okay, if there's a woman sitting next to him, would you please say that? Beautiful, thank you so much. Okay, therapist, yes, what else ladies, what else? Excuse me? Girl, okay, great. Okay, so let's talk about title. I wanna show you the definition of what a title is, okay? So it's gonna come up on the screen. A title is a name that describes someone's position or job. So a title is something that tends to be more factual. A title is something that describes what we do or a position that we hold. It doesn't really describe who we are as a person and our characteristics, but it talks about a, a responsibility that we fulfill. So, of course, a mom or um, an accountant, a lawyer, whatever that may be. And some titles actually um, even bring some respect with them, um, a level of acknowledgement or a level of saying, wow, that's an important thing. Um, and so a title is something that just identifies um, who a role that we're in and, and who that is and how we feel that. Um, it may suggest a place in a family, it may suggest a level of education, um, but it tells something about what we do. 
Okay, so now we're going to watch a video. Um, we're going to we're moving into point two, and we're going to sit in this next point for a while. So the video that we're going to watch, the words are kind of hard to see. So I want to tell you a little bit about it. So they asked ladies, "What is your favorite body part?" That's what the question's going to say, and it says the um, the answer time took two seconds. And then at the end, it's going to say, um, "Excuse me, what is your least favorite?" And then it's going to say, "What is your favorite?" least favorite. Anyway, um, hopefully you'll get that worked out because right now my brain isn't doing it. But anyway, just watch the responses of these ladies as they are asked the question, what do you really like about yourself and what do you really not like about yourself? I'm not a fan of my belly. I try to hide it sometimes. My complexion. Bad complexion. My bum. <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> that was horrible. My thighs. I'm Irish. We have big thighs. We don't like them. <laughs> well, I'd like to lose five pounds. <laughs> My arms. I don't particularly like wearing sleeveless things. <laughs> My thighs. My stomach. My curly hair. I don't love all the time. Nothing that I can think of. This is so uncomfortable. Um, nothing. So the last question that came up on the screen was, isn't it time that we see the beauty in ourselves? Isn't it time that we start to think of ourselves as beautiful? Now, I want you to keep that in your mind because you just saw those women struggle through those questions. What is your least favorite thing about yourself? Bam, 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 bam. One answer after another. Every woman had it. Then we're going to come back and say, and what is your favorite body part? What's something that you like about yourself? Nothing. We're going to change that today. We want to find the way to understand what is the label that we should wear and what is the identity that rightfully belongs to us. So let's keep moving forward, ladies. So the second thing I want to talk about today is the label that we wear. So we've talked about the title that we bear and now the label that we wear. Okay, so let's talk, think about labels. We've talked about title being a position or a responsibility. Now let's think about what are some of the labels that we wear. So once again, just call some things out to me, labels. Sister-in-law, okay? Okay. Think a little bit differently. Think about characteristics of ourselves. Happy, okay? Sad. Old, okay? None of us in here are old, by the way. What else? Come on, girls. Ugly, okay? What else? Witchy, ooh. <laughs> Okay, all right, 
so let's talk about the difference between the title and the label. Now, this is a really important thing. I think sometimes this is one of the things we struggle with in understanding who we are in our identity. Okay, so um, I want to put up the definition for a label. This blew me out of the water when I read it. So it says, a classifying phrase or name applied to a person or thing. Now get this last part, girls. I want you to let this just sink in all the way down to your toes. Especially one that is inaccurate or restrictive. A phrase or a name that is inaccurate or restrictive. That is what a label tends to be. That would explain why so many of us as women spend a great deal of our lives trying to change words that we feel apply to us or that have been said to us and we drive ourselves completely nuts trying to save, change things about ourselves that are inaccurate or restrictive. It's time that we start to realize that labels, no matter how they come to us, for the most part, aren't true. They can come to us in a myriad of different ways. But usually they come to us from other people who have seen us do something or have heard that we did something or have seen us in action and have assumed what we might be doing. Receiving a label is made on an assumption. It's made on a guess. A title is factual. A label is an assumption. So, for example, for me, when I was in school, um, I started singing at a very young age. And because I happened to be kind of good at it, and I got recognized for it, and I got to do it in places, all throughout my growing up in school, everyone thought that I thought that I was better than they were, and so I was called a snob. That wasn't anything that I had done. That was something else that someone chose for me. Some of you in here probably have very similar stories. Maybe you were very good at athletics. Maybe you were the good at something else. Goody two shoes. Maybe you happened to date one too many guys in school. Easy. Maybe you were terribly shy. Stuck up. So we begin to pick up these labels throughout our lives. And no matter what it is, no matter what the action or the affiliation, I promise you the world has a label for it. And I just want to say today, I want to get down to the nitty gritty of it. Labels should stop determining the direction of our lives, ladies. So often when something comes up, we've got to filter through this Rolodex of all these things of what will someone say, what did someone say, what might someone say, what could someone say, what did someone say about so-and-so who someone said is out saying. And we just get so bogged down and worrying about the label that will come. We end up spending so much time and energy and emotion trying to sift through the labels that come to us. But... Let one of our children get called a thing. Or let our husband get called a thing. And what do we say? That is not true. Uh-uh. You let that roll off of you because that's not true about you. We're so quick to say to others that we love and care about, that label is not you. That label doesn't tell me anything about you. It's not real. But when it's said to us, we pick it up and we run with it. And let's just not do it anymore. And let's be careful about doing it to others. Every one of us in here, especially as women, has probably very quickly made a judgment about someone or had a thought about someone. It happens. We have brains. 
But let's watch out for that. Let's put guards in place to watch out for the labels, not only that we wear, but the labels that we create or the labels that we hand out to others. I want to take a look at scripture today. I want to go to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And there's a verse in here that talks about um, our, our habits and our customs. So it says in Romans 12, 2, don't copy the behavior and the custom of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So let's just tear that verse apart just a little bit, okay? I want to look at the first section there. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. Don't copy. Okay, so don't copy. Uh, Don't mimic. Don't do. Don't follow after. Don't try to be just like. Anybody in here ever copied anybody? Yeah? Anybody at all? Okay. Now, this is just a question for the ladies. And, And please, I'm trying not to have any bias in my voice. Do you like being copied? Okay, I've heard some no's. Anybody have a yes? Yes, you like being copied? Okay. Why don't you like being copied? Okay, why do you like being copied? It's personally not my favorite thing, I'll be honest, uh, because then it means I've got to go find something new because somebody copied what I just did. So it makes more work for me, you know what I'm saying? Um, So, um, but copying has been said to be the highest form of flattery. That when we copy someone, it's like, whoo, they're doing something noteworthy, so maybe I should do that. But Paul, the writer of this book, says, don't copy, y'all. Don't do it. He's talking about the customs of the place that they are. Paul has spent time in this community. He's watched people. He's watched what they do, where they go, how they talk, what they eat, all that good stuff. And he's saying, be careful. He's saying to the Christians, be careful about following that. We might think of customs today as a holiday or a tradition or something that we do regularly, but it's something that within our culture we understand. We understand that people do certain things on certain days to celebrate in certain ways. And he's saying, be careful about that because there's probably some hidden things there that you may not know about and it may not be the wisest thing for you to do to participate in that. So don't copy. Here's how my mother would say it. If all your friends went out and jumped off the bridge, would you do it too? That's what she would say. So we have to watch out. Don't copy. Because there's sometimes some hidden things that we don't even know. Sometimes there's a bias towards someone that we don't know. There's a a hidden something there that we're not sure of. So don't copy. But let's look at the next part of that. But let God transform you. Let God transform you. The word transform is a great word. For for the most part, I personally feel it's a great word. You know, when something is transformed, it starts in one way. And by the time it goes through this change, this huge change, it comes out on the other side like not even recognizable. And most of the time we think of that in, in a good way. So, I mean, caterpillar, butterfly. I mean, that's a great transformation, right? But so I want you to think of that in the context of what's going here, what's happening here. So Paul is saying, now don't copy, don't mimic, don't follow. Beware, watch out. You're not sure of exactly everything that may be implied here, but be transformed, be changed. Look at the, look at the contrast there. Don't copy, be transformed. Don't copy, 
Be what? Come on, girls. Don't copy. Be be transformed. I want every one of you in here today, please, please be transformed. You are far too special to copy what this world tells you to be. You are chosen. You are loved. This world can't begin to offer you the great things that God has in store for you when you let him transform you. You're chosen. You're special. Don't settle. Don't copy. Be transformed. Let him take you from this one thing to something completely beautiful and brand new. And how? How do we do it? Well, let's take a look. Transformation takes place by... Changing the way you think. And that's a pretty big one. Changing the way you think. I'll be honest, that's probably for me the tough part. We see, we see and hear messages all the time, every day, about who we should be, how we should be, what women should be. Oh my goodness. Sometimes I just have to like take a step back because I cannot keep up with all the stuff that I'm being told that I need to be. I mean, y'all, I was so nervous about speaking, well, not nervous, but, you know, excited about speaking this morning. I spent the whole 20 minutes of worship back there trying to get my hair bigger than my waist. I mean, it's just like, I'm coming out for the ladies, you know, we got to have the look ready here. Got my nails done, got my toes done, bought a new outfit. Because, I, I mean, y'all are, y'all are beautiful. And I don't want to be like, huh, the pastor's wife is looking rough. <laughs> we need to have a talk with him. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, a, that's a part of me where I'm trying to filter through a custom or a culture. But what I need to do is I need to change the way that I think. Now, how do I begin to do that? Well, When we know Christ and when we're seeking to know him, there's some steps that we can take to do that. The first one is get in the word. Open up your Bible, open up your phone, whatever it takes, ladies, get in the word. We cannot be in an actively growing relationship with Christ. We can't know him well if we are not spending time with him. When his word is in us, it begins to change the way we think. Then there's prayer. Well, you know, I'm not really a very good prayer. Bull. Talk to the Lord. I know we know how to talk. I know we know how to talk. Talk to him, ladies. Well, there's just some things I'm not sure that I... Just talk to him. There is nothing that will begin to transform your mind and transform the way that you think than getting on your knees in behalf of, on behalf of your husband, on behalf of your children, your friends, your family, your coworkers, your church, your community. No matter what it is, drop to your knees and talk to him. He will transform your mind. He will take things that seem impossible, hopeless, defeated, whatever it is. And even if he doesn't answer it the way that you pray that he will, he will transform your mind in the process. He will change the way you think. He will show you things about who he is and what he does. And you will begin to change the way that you think and worship him 
And worship doesn't mean you got to stand up in the middle of your work day and start swaying and raise your hands and singing. You don't have to do it. You can if you want. You might get a few looks. You might get a label for doing that. Cray, cray. <laughs> Just saying. But worship him. We can't expect. We can't expect to have a change in the area of our relationship with Jesus Christ if we are not willing to take a step in his direction. I will tell you, ladies, I bet sometimes my kids think that laundry is my God because I do it so much. I don't want that. And I know you don't. There are so many other things as wives and mothers and women that seek to tear us away from our time with him. And it happens so quickly. We turn around at the end of the the day and we're like, where did the time go? I thought I had all this time today. And I turned around and the minutes are gone and here's the kids and here's the supper and there's the laundry and there's the this and that and the other. And oh, I've got to check my Facebook. Got to see what people are saying about me. Got to do a little image control. You know, sometimes I have sat in front of a Facebook working on trying to post something for about 30 minutes. Got to say it just the right way. Don't want anybody to think anything or whatever. Oh, y'all, that drives me crazy. Please, I'm begging you, let's be different. As women in this room today, let's be different. Let's stop following the customs. Let's stop indulging in traditions of this world. Let's be transformed because we are thinking with the mind of Christ. Please, let's go there. The last thing I want to talk about today is our true identity. The identity that we share. I want you to look at the definition for identity. It says the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. And I love the second part of this one too. Establishing who the holder or owner is by bearing their name and other details. So basically what we're saying is the fact. We're establishing the fact of who a person is. We are establishing the fact of who we are by the holder or the owner is bearing our name and details. When we know Christ, ladies, when we enter into a relationship with him, we are establishing the fact of who we belong to and what our identity is. That brings us to our big idea for today. When we are in a relationship with Christ, we are who he says we are. We are who he says we are, not who Facebook says I am, not who Twitter says I am, not who anybody who walks by says I am. I am who he says I am. And what does he say about me? Isaiah 43, 1, I have called you by name and you are mine. You are mine. I love you. You are mine. I saved you. You are mine. I sent my son Jesus Christ for you. You are mine. He longs for you that much. Don't you believe anything else? He wants you to know. He calls you by name. Candy. He calls you by name. Laurie. He calls you by name. Sheila. Nikki. He calls you by name. Every one of us in here, he calls us by name. Let that sink in on us. What label could we possibly wear that would be better than the name of Jesus Christ on each one of us? 
I know you and I have called you by name. What is his name for us? Well, how about beloved? How about forgiven? How about daughter? How about beautiful? In Song of Songs, it says, you are altogether beautiful, my love. There is no flaw in you. I want every one of you to begin to believe that today. Put down the title. Pick up the identity. Lay down the label. Pick up the identity. Do not follow what the world says you should be. Do not fall into that trap or that custom. You listen to what he says, who you are. You follow hard after him. We work so hard at so many things, girls. It is time that we work hard at claiming who he says we are in him. Let's fight just as hard for that as we do for everything else. Making it to the grocery, going out for a run, whatever it is. Let's fight just as hard for that. I want to share with you just real quickly. I had the opportunity to um, do a half marathon yesterday. And um, it was a Mother's Day run. And um, you don't have to clap. It was a terrible race. I'll just be honest. Um, I appreciate that. That makes me feel better about how poorly I did. Um, It was my first race of the season. Okay, y'all give me a break. Um, (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, um, I, I I was doing good. I started out good. Went out a little too fast. But anyway, around mile nine, I sent Chris a text. And I said, mile nine. Toasted, pray for me. First time I've ever done that. And um, I was feeling pretty discouraged. I had gone, uh, met some ladies there and was hoping to try to keep up with the group. And they just kept getting further and further out in front of me. And finally I was just like, what the heck? Might as well just hang back here in my little world. (laughs) So anyway, there was this guy. I noticed that he was kind of doing the same thing, kind of running, walking. And I'm sure we just looked so absolutely pitiful together and so you know me I thought it'd be great to just run on up by and be like hey friend what's happening and he looked at me of course like I was completely nuts Um, and so I backed off a little and he kind of went ahead and then he started walking and I ran for a little bit and I started walking and I just watched us do this for a few minutes and then I just had all I could take so I just ran right over to him I was like hey He looked at me again like, oh, no, she's back. (laughs) And uh, I said, uh, you having a rough run today? And he was like, really? Uh, Yeah. And so he, um, I I noticed that he didn't have a Garmin on. A Garmin, for those of you who don't know, kind of tells you how fast you're going, how far you've been, all that stuff. So I get this great idea in my mind, you know, because I plan things, that um, we're going to do intervals to the end of the race. So that means we're going to run a little bit. We're going to walk a little bit. Run a little back and forth. So anyway, so I'm like, okay, me and you down to the second stop sign. Let's go. And he's like, okay. So here he comes. I'm like, yeah, I've got this. So we, of course, through the, through the misery of this race that wasn't going well at all, and us talking, um, we began to kind of talk to each other about our lives and our stories. And I was asking him about family and wife and children, and it turns out that he has three boys. And I was like, yeah, me too. (laughs) 
He didn't even smile, y'all. I mean, he, he was not having a good day. And so, um, and so he said, yeah, I have three boys. And he said, and I had a little girl. And he said, um, she died a few years ago with cancer. Well, that'll change things pretty quickly. So um, we continued to run and walk, and I told him how very sorry I was for his loss. And he said, you know, he said, it's, it's been hard. Um, and so I just, y'all, I, I held off for as long as I could, but finally... Right toward the end of our run together, I just looked at him and I said, do you know the Lord? Do you know the Lord? And he said, well, I used to be involved in the church. He said, when my daughter was really sick, we were having troubles financially. And so I went to the church and told one of the head guys that we were having trouble, we couldn't pay our rent and we couldn't pay our electric bill. And so I asked him if the church could pay it for us to help us out. And he said, no. And he said, I just got so angry. And everything about him changed in that moment. He said, I'm so, I was so angry. He said, I just wanted to look at him and say, how could you not help me when my little girl is dying? He said, she doesn't have much time left. And he said, and then just a couple of weeks later, I held her in my arms as she died. And you could just see it, y'all. You could see it all over him, his labels, his pain, his hurt, his sadness, his worry, his fear. He was just covered in labels. And I wanted so badly to say to him, just stop, stop running now. Let me tell you about the one. Let me tell you about the one who can take those labels and begin to wipe them away. You won't forget, but he can give you hope where you, can, where you feel hopeless. He can help you forgive where you have so much anger. He can give you peace where every day you wake up and you just wrestle with all of that all of that that you feel, those memories. But I didn't get to. We came around the corner, and there was the marker, 13. We made it. And so we put our smiley faces on, and we ran through the chute, and we got our pictures made. And it was over. And I was starting to walk away, and I, he said, hey, and I turned around, and his hand was sticking out to me. And he said something in Jewish. And then he told me that it translated to something about peace and light and blessing. And then he said, you saved me today. And what I wanted to say to him was, no, but I know the one who can save you. And that is what I want you to hear today, ladies. Know the one who can save you. Know the one who can take every one of those labels that you have placed or have put on you. Know him and let him give you your identity. Let him put his name on you. Let him be the owner of your life. Let him look at you and say, you are beautiful, my daughter. 
Don't you dare believe for a second what the world says about you because I know you by name and you are mine. There's no better identity we could pick up. Why would we hang on to those labels when we have an identity that waits for us and tells us that we are beautiful? If you're here today and you're wondering, am I really worth all that? Can he really do that for me? The answer is yes. Don't you doubt it for a second. He created you. Nobody knows you better. There's not a label that will ever fit or fully describe the wonderfulness of who you are. Because he has called you by name. You are his. And you are beautiful. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much that you are the one who calls us by name. That you are the one who looks at us and you don't see what the world sees in us. You don't see lonely. You don't see sad. You don't see fat. You don't see rich or poor or stupid or smart or popular. You don't see those things. When you look at us, you see that you have created us. You have made women to be so much. We do so much and we care for so much, but we often forget about how much you care for us. So help us not to miss it today, Lord, and help us to lay down the labels and our bad ink and pick up what it is that you say about us and to believe that you look at us and you see beautiful. Amen.